You're about to listen to the Meet Mediocrity Podcast, Season 3, Episode 10. Did I just say Season 3? Season 5, Episode 10. Boy, oh boy, Mitchell, what are you doing? Anyway, my guest this week is Danielle North. The second visit by Danielle, and Danielle has quickly become one of the favorite guests I've had on the Meet Mediocrity Podcast. Today we talk about sound healing. Ready to hear more about Danielle, what she's up to, and sound healing specifically? Let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Meet Mediocrity Podcast, Season 5, Episode 10. This is your host, Mitch. Today's guest is Danielle North. Danielle is the founder of a company called Pause Global, Pause, P-A-U-S-E, like the pause button, Pause Global. Danielle has a website, pauseglobal.com. Danielle is a published author. Danielle runs retreats and does coaching to help people really recover from, but also to avoid um, burnout by helping them find balance both in their time, but also in their minds. And um, she's really fantastic. So I had Danielle on the podcast for season three, by the way. That's why season three was in my head when I introed this episode. So I had Danielle on the podcast in season three, and she... First of all, I love her voice, not just the fact that she's got a UK accent or a British accent. She just has a calming voice, which is no surprise when you have a company that you founded that helps you pause and find some stress relief. Anyway, I love Danielle's voice. Anyway, Danielle reached out to me um, a few weeks ago, and she said, hey, Mitch, I'd like to be a guest on your podcast for a second time. So I loved our first episode. She was really authentic. You know, her pause method is simple yet believable and something that anyone really can embrace because it really just involves kind of taking a minute, taking a pause, whether it's for a minute or for a period of time to get your head calmed down and to get yourself stressed, um, stressed free, or at least less stressed, um, in order to find balance um, mentally and physically. So I really enjoyed the first podcast, and when when Danielle asked me to rejoin, I was like, "Sure." Um, is there anything specific you'd like to discuss? And she said, "Sound healing." I'm on a sound healing journey. It's something I was became aware of some years ago. I be started um, receiving sound healing treatments. I began studying it myself. I began uh, becoming um, doing what the certification I need to become a sound healer. And now I'm doing now I'm doing sound healing, and it is quite remarkable. I'd like to share it with you and your listeners. So we did, and it's a great conversation. I'm not going to steal her thunder about the conversation, but I will share this. At the end of this podcast episode, I said to Danielle, I'd like to do sound healing, but you're in England, you're in the UK, and I'm in New York in the US. How can we do this? And she said, Mitch, I actually, excuse me, uh, Mitch, I actually do sound healing remotely. Um, There's certain sounds that translate perfectly well over a uh, phone, perfectly well over the phone, or perfectly well over uh, Zoom. So why don't we do a session where um, we do it remotely via Zoom? So we did. And after you listen to the conversation with Danielle and I, I'm going to share with you my experience with Danielle having a sound healing session remotely and what it was like and why you should consider it. So without further delay, here's my conversation with Danielle North 
and you'll want to listen to the wrap-up to hear about my sound healing session. So, Danielle, thanks for being with me again today. It's really great to be here. Is this, uh, this is reaching a milestone uh, for you with your podcast, I think. Well, we're getting close to 100 episodes, so mm-hmm. this is a big deal. Um, this is, so I'm in season five, and this is the season which will hit 100 episodes. So um, I'm not exact, I, I have to go back and count which episode number this will be, but it's getting very close to 100. It, it's so close, uh, very yeah. excited about that. Um, I did not think I would last 100 episodes, to be honest with you. Well, congratulations when you hit that milestone. Thank you. Um, Danielle, so one of the things I've loved about doing the podcast is, is A, the the self-growth it has provided me. Um, Meeting different people in all aspects of wellness has made me a better person. the other thing is I've gotten to meet some excellent people, some of whom, and I will say this, um, many of whom I've kept in touch with, um, mostly not because I just like collecting friends, but because, but because they bring something to my life. And you're one of them, Danielle. In fact, um, thank you for being back. We, we had an episode um, in 2021. I think it was my season three. And we talked about um, pause, which you created. And um, we spoke about that. And we're going to talk about that again. But that's not the primary focus of um, today's episode. Today's episode came about um, after a conversation you and I had um, offline in December of 2021 um, about what you were working on currently. And you talked a little bit about sound healing, which is something that I wasn't familiar with. So we're going to cover a little bit of that today as well. Does that sound good? I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm I'm happy to be collected as a friend along the way with these conversations. You are are in the friend group. Um, (laughs) But, but I, I, I really do appreciate it, Danielle. You've been great. So, um, just for for uh, level setting purposes, can we go back and talk for a few minutes about Pause? Uh, you're the founder. You're very well known. You're a published author. Tell us a little bit about Pause, um, and then we'll we'll pivot over to the sound healing thing. So let's start with the Pause. Yeah, absolutely. So um, Pause is basically um, a retreats and coaching company. We work with organizations, particularly with HR, um, to be able to design um, programs for transformation and well-being for their employees that feel very current and for the times. Um, How Pause began was originally I was uh, living and working in Singapore. So I was the managing director of a leadership consultancy in a coaching company. And I was having a really fantastic time. I was loving working across the region, um, developing teams, selling programs, delivering uh, interesting work to diverse groups of people and really stretching myself, not only as somebody who'd worked with people for a long time, but as a business leader myself and somebody who was working operationally. So I had a really, really good time. And then one day I woke up and I couldn't get out of bed. And I was delivering this program for um, a global team who'd all come into Singapore for five days. We were on day two of the program and I couldn't get out of bed. And I wasn't just like, oh, I don't feel like getting out of bed today. I was literally cemented to my mattress. And and here I was in my 30s, in my prime, unable to get out of bed and realise that, okay, something's a bit odd here. And uh, I then obviously got somebody to run the programme, but then also weirdly got somebody to bring my laptop into my bed, into my bedroom, and I carried on working from my bed. And it was almost as though my brain couldn't compute that my body was shutting down. There was no connection between the fact that I was unable to get out of bed and that I might need to do something about that. So that went on for two weeks. um, Two weeks? Two weeks, yeah. And eventually my boss said to me, do you think you might need a holiday? (laughs) 
And I was like, wow, that's an extraordinary thing to consider. Well, I hate to say it, but as a boss, uh, if it took if you took your boss two weeks to come to that conclusion, that boss is a little bit slow on the uptake. But anyway. Yes. <laughs> I, I concur. Um, and so at that point, I was like, well, that's a bit of a radical suggestion. Why not? You know, I'd sort of got this idea that the whole business was resting on my shoulders and it would fall apart if I wasn't there. Anyway, I got had to get over my own ego as part of my recovery. Um, and so I went to England. Um, and at that point, I suddenly started to realize things weren't right, that actually that my health wasn't good. And it took a process probably of two months before I really got to grips with the fact that I wasn't well. It wasn't a, an instant reconciliation for me. Um, and during that time, I actually couldn't go to work. I realized that I wasn't able to, to function. I couldn't drive the car. I wasn't able to, you know, go out and meet people. I, I couldn't stop crying. Like all of these things were happening that yeah. were, were quite extreme. And so at that point, my sort of two weeks holiday turned into a three month retreat mm. and I disconnected from the entire world. I stopped uh, working. I stopped having any telephone contact, uh, email contact with anybody. Um, I didn't see anybody. And I went into isolation essentially for three months. And during that time, I focused on recovering um, my, my mental health, my physical health, my emotional health, and putting sort of elements back into my life that were going to support me to not go through that process again I also slept a lot it was remarkable how much I slept I was exhausted your body was telling you something for sure yeah and I didn't realize a human being could sleep that much it was quite incredible but it was part of the recovery process and so as I got better and it really took about two years to fully recover from that experience it wasn't a, you know three month recovery and I was well after three months I could go back out into the world again I was functioning I could travel back to Singapore um, but really it took two years before my health was back on track and for me to feel that um, emotionally and mentally strong enough to think that that wasn't going to happen to me again. It was almost like a sort of stress response afterwards. I kept thinking, gosh, this is going to happen. I have to be really, really careful. I was so tentative about how I was living my life after that. Um, and then as I sort of realized I couldn't stay in the organization that I was in for the reasons that you'd already pointed out right. a moment ago, I had to have a rethink about my life, think about where I was going. And I thought, well, perhaps it's not just me that's had this experience. Maybe other no, it people. Definitely are. is not. <laughs> definitely, you're not but alone. But at the time, we're talking over 10 years ago, at the time, nobody talked about burnout, Mitch. It wasn't a conversation. I'd not heard of it. I didn't know what I was going through. And, you know, it wasn't something my doctor was going to diagnose. You know, they've only really diagnosed or, or had burnout as a diagnosis in the last few years. You know, right. they just said you're depressed. Um, and to an extent I was but there were other things going on um, and so I just thought well maybe I could use my experience and my recovery to help other people to not have to get to that point of burnout but if they do to use burnout as a transformation experience because that's what began to emerge for me after the you know the recovery started to happen was I realized I was transforming I was transforming inside of me my understanding of myself I was transforming my behaviors I was transforming my ability to um, exist in the world in a completely different way my spiritual connection had completely expanded and I was much more attuned with life and what was happening around me from a spiritual perspective my outer world changed you know in terms of what I was uh, where I was living how I was working how I was relating to people uh, fundamentally burnout was an amazing experience for me it was completely transformational my life burnout was was amazing I, it I was. recommend it for anyone <laughs> well I don't necessarily <laughs> but actually if you are someone who is on the brink of burnout or you are somebody who is burning out then actually to know that there is a lot of gold in that experience if you can take the time to be able to work your way through what this is teaching you now I had an extreme lifestyle you know I was working from um, 6 a.m till 3 a.m you know that was my normal kind of working pattern I was flying around Southeast Asia every week I, I never saw my the like after a year 
here. I was like, oh, this is where I live. <laughs> okay. You know, it was a very high paced, high high driven lifestyle no wonder you slept so much when you were I'm recovering <laughs> your your bed your body was reacquainting itself with your bed <laughs> you had not been there very much absolutely and admittedly as well as working i partied really hard because i was an expat yeah. and we had fun at the weekends yeah. so it was yeah. you know it was it was a fast-paced fun lifestyle which had you know an inevitable crash but you know for me the the experience of burnout and and going through that was transformational and so what i what i do now with pause is help people want to recognize where they are on the burnout continuum because you know it doesn't just happen overnight it it happens over you know potentially a couple of years so we help to start to understand where might you be on that burnout continuum and then what you can do to really start to bring yourself back into balance before you reach burnout but if you've hit that burnout phase or you're you know just pre burnout then we support people through that process of recovery from a transformational perspective so how do you use this in a positive way to support your life and your growth and your development and you do individual coaching group coaching you do um uh retreats um you've written books the whole gamut yeah there's a whole different way a whole range of ways that we can support so we can help organizations um you know with very simple programs that can be scaled across the whole organization we take top teams um away on retreats we work with individuals at a coaching level there's all sorts of different things so what i think is there's no one size fits all approach and, and we're interested in being able to say okay here's a solution for this particular you know issue that you're dealing with either individually or in your organization so this is a great pivot point danielle because mm. um you you have a lot of credibility with me and and i i look at people pretty skeptically so it's not like everyone who's a guest on my podcast i'm like oh you, you're you're like you're a thing like i buy into it i i don't always I buy into to what you describe for a lot of reasons. A, I know a lot of people who've gone through that kind of life-changing event that you did. Mm-hmm. And the way that you've approached that kind of healing process and assessment process with your clients, uh, to me, is incredibly sensible. You're not mm-hmm. creating some overly complex process with a whole bunch of catchy sales terminology and and buzzwords you're really thoughtful about mm. your approach so you have a lot of credibility with me and you and I have spoken about um opportunities that go well beyond the podcast right we've talked about that as as um just uh as two people off offline why do I why do I give you why do I tee you up that way because um we spoke in December and you said to me Mitch I'd love to come back on the podcast. I said, I'd love to have you. Why? And you said, um, sound healing. I'm really into sound healing now. I've gone through some training. I, I practiced it and and it's really incredible. And I'm like, oh my God. Now that is something I don't really, I don't really get. Like I've done yoga classes. I've had the instructor like bang a um tuning fork or a Tibetan bowl. I'm like, I have no idea what they're doing, but whatever. Like if the yoga teacher wants to clang on something, fine. But all of a sudden, if Danielle North is saying to me, Mitch, it's a thing. Well, I'm listening. (laughs) So here we are today. We didn't, we spent a little bit of time speaking about it on the phone, but not a lot. So this is an authentic conversation between two people. I'm curious and you're informed. So tell me a little bit about sound healing and why I should be interested. Yeah. Well, first of all, let me tell you how I came into it, because that in itself was quite interesting. So uh, I'm somebody who has never um, sung or owned an instrument in my life. <laughs> so I'm, just an, I'm an awful, I sing in the car when I'm alone, but that's about it. <laughs> it's the safest place, isn't it? Very so, safe. <laughs> so it's not like I've got a history uh, of, you know, music and sound in, in, you know, my background. So just to put that out there. And, and I was back in Singapore uh, a couple of years ago. And um, during that time, I was actually dog sitting for some friends. And, uh, and I, I went to the yoga studio and she was not only, tapping the tuning forks and and using the bowls but actually she had uh four 
beautiful gongs um, that are, that were in the room that she was using as part of the um, yoga experience and also part of a sort of New Year intention setting ritual. And um, first of all, I was very captivated by the gongs and the sound that they've made. I had come across gongs before at a festival in Glastonbury, and so I'd, I'd sort of been aware of them, but they really caught my attention. And during the session, uh, I had this download and I, that's the only way I can really describe it it's like a message that just came uh, beyond me it just came in and it said it's time to work with sound and I was like who said that <laughs> like what do you mean it's time to work with sound yeah <laughs> this is sounding a little weird I know I know it sounded weird to me Mitch as well because I was like well I, I can't sing I don't do instruments like you know what is this but, but something drew you something clearly was yeah. compelling to you so so yeah keep going so then I got back to the UK after I'd done my dog sitting and um, uh, I just happened to be invited to a group where people were drumming and I thought, okay, well, here's an, an opportunity. So that was in February. In March, I was signed up to do a, a year-long training for sound healing with the voice. And then during that experience, about three months into that, I also signed up to do a year-long training with um, the gongs as a gong practitioner. So all of a sudden, like sound just exploded into my life, where before it just never existed. So that in itself was fascinating for yep. me. Um, then your question is, like, what is it and how does it work? So um, sound healing um, can work in various ways. So um, it's basically either using the voice or instruments to send vibration and frequency into somebody's body. So those instruments could be, as you said, like the tuning forks, that could be um, the Tibetan bowls, that could be gongs, that could be percussive instruments. And essentially what I do is I take people on a journey for about an hour using a range of different instruments. So um, we can incorporate it with yoga and I do do that with uh, yoga teachers, but standalone, you can go on a journey for 60 minutes using sound. So when I'm in the room with people, I'm using these different instruments, I'm using my voice and um, sending uh, frequency and vibration into their bodies. And everything is vibration. So everything is made of vibration in, in the entire universe. Everything yep. has a frequency, including our bodies. Yep. And so what the sound is doing is it's meeting your own frequencies in your body. And it's either unblocking areas that may be blocked in your system, or it's sort of topping up, if you like, charging up and activating areas that might have had a lower frequency than is balanced. So really what it's looking to do is create um, balance and homeostasis in the body, which is where the body likes to be, is, is in balance. Um, so um, online, what I do as well is is um, 60 minute sessions just using the voice. So the gongs and the instruments don't translate very well. The the sounds are very complex. So online, online, what I do is just use the voice for an hour. The results have been incredible. I was absolutely blown away. I just did not expect it to do what it does. I probably so, so, talk, so talk me through the, the reason. The reason this somewhat relate. I somewhat relate to this is yeah. if you hear a gong. Or even when you chant like Om, like in a yoga a setting or a meditation setting, even so, and even when you hear certain people's voices, um, it has an effect on you. You can feel it. it I can feel it in my gut. Mm. Um, there are certain people's voices that in just speaking with them is soothing. Mm. And so I can relate to it but I still don't really understand it other than it's a feeling, probably the initial reaction you had, right? Yes. So can you tell me a little bit? So let's just say that I were to ask you, Danielle, to um, lead me through a one-hour session. Yep. Um, what would it be like and what might I experience, both my first time and maybe I need to be more experienced, but just tell me a little, walk me through it a little bit, you know, help yeah. me understand uh, how, how this might play out for me. Yeah. So because you're um, in the US and I'm in the UK, we would do it online. So I have a treatment room set up as though you are here with me in the room. So I, I have the, the bed set up. I have um, 
the crystals out. I have things set up as though you are like laying on my couch and you would lay um, somewhere in, in your own home. And we would be on Zoom in the way that we are at the moment with the cameras on. I could see you and you could see me. So you'd be laying comfortably. And then what I would do for the first part of the session is just start to help you use your breath to relax your body. So we're doing a, um, a, a decompression, if you like, helping your body to slow down and settle into a quieter rhythm and a, a stiller rhythm. And then I uh, use my voice and I move around the couch as though I'm moving around your body and I'm scanning using my voice. So I'm making a sound. I'll, I'll do it now. It would sound something like this. And so I'm using that same tone all around the body. And what happens is very interesting. As I scan around the body, the tone of my voice changes. So although I use the same tone, I can start to hear and feel fluctuations and variations in the sound and the quality of the sound. So that's why you use the same tone. That gives me an indication of where I might want to focus the sound into your body. Um, and then what I'll start doing for about seven to eight minutes is and send sound into your body and here is where it gets very interesting because at this point the sound just comes out of my body and I don't make that sound happen it's very um it's it's very mm, uh, it's very interesting and quite inexplicable to me even though it's me that's doing it uh, it's like the sound just starts to come out of my body and I just know exactly where I need to go and what to do and all sorts of strange sounds come out and I can't predict what's going to happen. I never know whether that's going to be a loud sound, a high sound, a deep sound, a kind of growling sound. I never know. <laughs> it just comes out of my body. Um, and then uh, I leave you for a couple of minutes to integrate that. Um, and then after that, there's a beautiful piece where I place my hands under your lower back, um, under your neck. And so as though you are there on the bed. So what happens is people can report, they can actually feel my hands, even though we're not in the same location, that the distance healing is happening. They can feel my hands um, underneath their body. And then I will sing to their heart. So I sing these beautiful um, intentions and um, loving words and your name into your heart and it's a very very moving thing most people have never had their name sung to them it's a very powerful um experience to hear your name being sung to your heart um and then i leave you for a few more minutes to integrate all of that and then i start grounding you and helping you get back into your body because one of the things that can happen is that um, people's consciousness will alter during the 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 experience. So with the brain waves are slowing down, they've gone from the alpha beta brain waves that we need to function in the outer world. They've moved into the theta state. And at this point, they're kind of, you know, their consciousness is altered and they're in a different zone. So then we have to do some grounding and bring people back into their bodies. And uh, you know, it's I I I it sounds like an experience. It really I, would, is. I would really um, appreciate and I'd really mm -hmm. enjoy. Mm -hmm. Is it, is it akin to a meditation session or a Reiki session or a, a, even a massage where you might, it, it's, you know, the, the experiences within the session itself. In other words, is there something, what is the, other than an enjoyable experience, what, what are some of the other benefits that uh, uh, someone might receive by, by um, being part of this? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, my experience is that the sound keeps working beyond the session. So normally for another two or three days after you've been on the couch, the sound will still be working in the system. So yeah, initially people report this sense of calm, this sense of deep peace, this um, ability to feel more in tune with their own experience, more connected to themselves. 
Um, but then also I've had experiences with people where they've been able to um, uh, release physical ailments. So that might be um, that they've had a cough or something like that. And they, that eases, they may have had a pain in their lower back and we can focus on that and that starts to dissipate. So some of the physical ailments can be shifted and beyond that. Um, and this is probably where it feels like it gets um, quite unusual but um, I can have had experiences where people have um, let go of things that they've been holding on to for a long time. And, and that could be things that have happened to them in this lifetime, or that could be experiences that they've brought in from past lives and that they're processing in this lifetime. So, um, yeah, there it gets quite wild <laughs> when you're doing that kind of work. And, um, yeah, letting go of things that have been hanging around in our system for too long and it's time for them to kind of let go and move on. Wow. And you, attri <laughs> and you attribute this to the vibrations, to the, to the attunement with you and the receiver in terms of, of, of things you might be holding in or blockages you might have. And, and this releases that. That's correct. It's the vibration of the sound plus the intention that we hold those two things. The frequency plus the intention is what equals the healing. I'm so surprised that it works remotely. Now I will be honest with you. Um, Reiki healers, um, especially experienced or master healers often talk about being able to do Reiki remotely. Um, I had a podcast guest who told me they could do Reiki remotely and I had them do a Reiki session with me. And I will admit to having enjoyed the session tremendously. Um, so how do but I'm just curious, like, how do you, I mean, you had to, when someone said to you, and you can perform this remotely, your first reaction had to be like, that, that can't be like, <laughs> like how, how did that, how did that reality set in for you? Well, it was a step before that, actually, Mitch, because when I did the sound tuning training with the voice originally, she said that you're going to do 36 case studies on real people. And I went, no way, I'm not doing that. I don't want to work with people on this. I'm just interested in learning about the voice myself. Right. I didn't expect to do it on other people. So there was a step before going online uh, where I was just like, oh, my goodness, I hadn't anticipated working directly with people it was simply an inquiry for my own personal development so 36 work. people you did it with yes for the training oh and um, and we did that during the restrictions that the government had put in place and so actually what ended up happening was that we had to do a lot of those case studies online and it wouldn't have been my my desire or my preference i have been coaching online for over 20 years, I, I do a lot of my work remotely. It wasn't what I wanted to do. When I got my head around the fact I was going to work with people, I wanted to do it in person. Right. So then I was sort of forced into doing it online and I was blown away. I just had no idea that you could translate this uh, to uh, an online environment. But it it it's incredible. People tell me they can feel me holding their feet when I'm, you know, I talk them through and I say, I'm holding your feet now and they can actually feel it. And I can feel it too. I can feel the connection to them. It's a, you know, human beings are remarkable beings. <laughs> you know, we have all of this wisdom that we um, have lost connection to in, in many ways. And so when you open the channels to it, then uh, yeah, it's really fascinating. Well, what it's what's fascinating to me, it, well, a couple things. Thing one, let me just say this for the record, um, Danielle, you and I will. I'd like to. I'd like to do a session with you. So we can we schedule something in the next two weeks to do yes, that. Yes, absolutely. Okay, yes. I would love that. Um, secondly, what's amazing to me is a lot of the things that I, I've explored on the podcast are around this whole concept of kind of healing the human, the human being, not from, a, not from like a physical injury, but, but a lot of this is, is 
I don't want to call it a mental illness, but it's more of like um, 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 how the mind and the body become disconnected. Mm. And, you, you know, you mentioned having a breakdown and laying in bed, yet you had to get your computer. Like there's a, mm. there's a big disconnect there, right? Absolutely. Um, you talk about um, the, 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 the feeling of someone's touch remotely. Mm. That requires an intense mental or um, mindset connection mm. to the other person remotely. And mm. if you're intensely connected and intensely aware, you can't have those feelings. Absolutely. It's amazing to me how powerful this is mm. because, you know, as a busy executive, you sit there and you think about your to-do list mm. and you think about the next conference call, but mm. there's a, a, a lot of complexity in our lives and in our minds every day that I really do buy into the fact that things like Reiki, that things like um, deep meditation, things like this sound healing can have a profound impact on us. Absolutely. So one of the things that I um, do with some of the coaching work, for instance, I was working with a leader just before Christmas. He was um, on the telephone, actually, and uh, and he was just saying, I've got this kind of uh, strange thing happening with my breath. And he said, I keep kind of getting this catch in my throat and my breath's a bit strange. And we went through the whole, do you need to see a doctor and all of the, you know, the, the pastoral care. Is, is it COVID? first question. Have you been tested for COVID? <laughs> we right. thought about all of that, first of all. And he said, no, I think this is emotional. He said, because when I went on holiday for the weekend with my friends um to, to Paris they noticed that it disappeared and he says so something is causing this that is stress related at work and so um I had to trust his intuition on that and you know, we went through a process where I um got him to envisage um what this sensation was got him to visualize you know the color the sensation the temperature and then I mean he was super brave and he's somebody who's really willing to go like beyond the norm and I said well can you make the sound that is related to this sensation so he started to make the sounds and then you know we kept checking in the feelings would move to different places in the body would go through the same process and then uh, after that, we started putting positive sound in to replace what, what he had been moving. And the next day he wrote to me, said, I can't believe it. It's gone. <laughs> and it's just totally disappeared. He said, my voice feels freer. Like I feel more confident to, you know, to step forward and speak. And he said, it's just changed so many things. And that's like instantly, that's a shift. And um, both he and I are still kind of blown away. He keeps saying, how did that happen? I'm like, well, I'm not entirely sure, but we can trust that it did. <laughs> you know, it's so interesting to me that things like this, um, and I had a podcast episode that I, I released uh, just before New Year's with a, um, a medium um, who, again, what she practices, what you practice, what what others practice, they they can on the surface seem incredibly unbelievable. Oh, it's it's witchcraft, it's it's a sales pitch, it's a fraud. Yet on the other hand, it's incredibly believable. Yeah. It's incredibly believable because our brains in our everyday world, especially now, mm. financial concerns, mm. government instability and chaos yeah. um global global climate change economic issues covid related there is so much going on in the world and our brains can make it a thousand times worse and using something like this to bring it all together and to get yourself kind of aligned there, there has to be something to it. So like on the surface, it seems unbelievable. But if you stop and you think about it for a few minutes, it seems incredibly believable. Yes, and, and even more believable when you experience it, because I had no idea how powerful it was until I started experiencing it for myself. And then I was like, okay, this, this is huge. Like this is the most, I've been working with people for 30 years, Mitch, this is the most effective tool that I've got in my kit at the moment. Like this is, you know, because actually what it does is it 
amplifies my own consciousness as well as allowing me to support others in their healing. So it's the first really reciprocal form and modality of healing that I've come across in 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 the last 30 years and believe me I've been <laughs> done all sorts of crazy things right but um for me the, the with all of that chaos that you're talking about in the outer world what we're needing to do as as leaders in our lives and leaders in organizations is create more capacity inside of ourselves and one of the ways that you can do that is by pausing creating space and and raising consciousness so this is really what we're looking at is you know you, you make space to create capacity so that then you can keep going with dealing with everything that's going on in our lives and in our, in our business lives. And pause is really a way to do that. Sound healing is a tool to do that. And really, for each of us, the best thing we can do is work on how we raise our consciousness, whatever form of, of path that we choose to do that that's unique to each person but that we do it is really the most important thing for us at the moment and that benefits not only ourselves but it benefits everybody well you just you just um began to pivot to what i was going to pivot to uh, to as kind of the wrap up to the session and so as you were speaking what i was thinking danielle is you can't squeeze in a Reiki session in between a, a jam-packed calendar of conference calls and travel schedules and expect to get a lot from it. You need to pause. You need to hit the pause button and stop. Stop the mind from spinning. Stop the world that you're the, the physical world from spinning. And then you're open to forms of healing and, and self-improvement. And so to me, what you've created with pause and then what you've layered onto that with sound healing are, are quite, they, 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 they're quite synergistic. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you need to do one to get to the other. And if you could go along this continuum, you can see real benefits. Is, is, did you have that in mind, Danielle, when you first started? I'm not that calculated. Now, <laughs> <to say. laughs> but, you know, it's a good summary because you and I talked about the pause method in the previous podcast, which is worth people tuning back in and having a listen to that conversation. And, and the first thing that we talk about in the pause method is permission to pause. And that's exactly what you're saying. You've got to get off the treadmill uh, to some degree in order to go deeper into understanding yourself and into being able to cultivate this stillness. So it is like a pathway um, towards healing, towards higher consciousness and yeah, towards us feeling more peace inside when the world around us is chaotic. Well, you know, it's interesting. I'm just reflecting on what you just said. And I think about um, when do I do my best mental clean i'll call it clean mental work and for me it's first thing in the morning others it's last thing at night but in both instances it's when you've paused you know for when you wake up in the morning you've paused because you've just slept mm-hmm. last thing in the evening you've paused because you stopped working maybe you've had your dinner and you're, you're a night owl but either way you've paused before you've done your your meditation your deep mm. thinking, your your yoga or your stretching routine, mm. those sort, you know. So, in a way, for pe- people, in even in the simplest ways, are doing that kind of pause and then work. And I think I think that's kind of kind of what you've done is you've made it a little bit more formal and a little bit more a little bit deeper. Yeah, because um, we love those micro pauses. We really encourage people to have those micro pauses in their day um, because they really help you transition, as you say, into your better thinking or even just transition from work life into family life or you know, into deep reflection in meditation. So those micro pauses are really, really important. What we've then done as well as creating the micro pauses is say what happens when you take an elongated pause now for some people elongated pause is an hour you know I worked with one one leader he came on a retreat he said I haven't stopped for 25 years and he wasn't joking you know he literally hadn't got off the treadmill for 25 years so for him to take two days 
away was you know the, the equivalent of having a year off right. <laughs> you know it was like it was massive so, sad but true yeah so what we're doing then is elongating the opportunity for people to be able to pause so that they can almost stretch time you know so when you slow down in this way you can sort of elongate time in a certain um way where you're not holding on to it so so tightly and then as I said earlier, you create more space inside of yourself. And from there, inspiration comes, innovation comes. I loved your word, clean thinking. You know, those insights start to emerge when you've given yourself this space and, and, and this pause. It's really powerful. I don't know why everybody's not doing it, Mitch. Well, I'll, so tell you, I'll tell you why everyone's not doing it, because some people are like me. <laughs> and on a typical busy, when you get to a busiest time of work and you're in the middle of the work week and you're going full out. And for me, it's being on conference calls back to back to back to back from 6 or 7 a.m. in the morning through through 7 or 8 p.m. at night. And for me, the only pause is the five minutes in between calls when I get to use the restroom and grab a, grab a water bottle um, and, and come back to my desk. And so sometimes our lives don't, don't permit it. But if you don't get off that treadmill, you're, you're really in many ways killing yourself. Well, that's what I discovered was, you know, I do understand why people don't do it more because I was in that boat and I was definitely living that lifestyle. But yeah, luckily I have a, a deep sensitivity that meant that I, you know, couldn't sustain it for very long. So um, that meant that I had to find another way to, to do this life and, um, you know, create good results, create um, satisfying outcomes for myself and fulfill a purpose. You know, that's what people are interested in, I think. Well, this is great, Danielle. I am so glad that you asked me to do a second episode, and I did not just say it for the podcast audience. So, Danielle, you and I are going to schedule a sound healing session for me. We're going to do it in the next two weeks. So, actually, it will be done before this podcast airs, so I will be able to comment on it in the introduction and wrap up to this podcast. Because um, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I get it. It resonates with me. I'm open to receiving it. I'm not approaching it as a skeptic. I'm approaching it as someone who's eager to try it. Yeah, no, and I love your curiosity. And I, I also think that that skepticism is really healthy. You know, it leads to amazing um, questions and unlocking doors. So I think it's a really impo important part of being human, actually, because then it allows us to dig deeper. Perfect. Well, Danielle, thanks again. And um, we will be in touch right after this uh, podcast to uh, get on the calendar. Thanks, Mitch. It's a blast as always. All right. Take care. So as you heard, Danielle, really fascinating person. She, her journey has been driven by her own desire to improve her own challenges. Um, she's authentic she's i think very um what's the word believable someone who is credible credible that's the word i was looking for anyway now you want to hear about the sound healing session that i had committed to doing with danielle which i did so i recorded the conversation with danielle about four weeks ago and about two weeks after that so now about two weeks ago, we did a sound healing session. So here's what it encompassed. I took my, my iPhone, I connected with Zoom, I stuck it on, I, I, we have a guest bedroom in the house. I went to the guest bedroom and I, I laid down on the bed and I had my, um, I had a blanket and a pillow and I had my iPhone, and I had it on Zoom, and I laid it against the um, nightstand, and she could see me, and I could see her. She explained to me what she'd be doing, and I laid down on the bed, and she started speaking in her soothing Daniel voice, and then she started singing, and she started singing. You know, we, we, we had a bit of a session beforehand, so we spent a solid 10 or 15 minutes kind of previewing what it would be like, but we, I spent a solid hour laying on the bed with her singing, chanting vibrational like hums and, and, and sounds, but also words. She sings like words that um, were impactful to me, almost like speaking to me in song. 
Anyway, this sounds like a lot of hoo-hoo, and I'm not really a hoo-hoo person. I am, however, someone who is open-minded. If things like uh, hypnosis, if things like um, yoga or Pilates or meditation or different types of meditation or sound healing are a thing for people, there must be something to them. They're not hoo-hoo, they're not hocus-pocus. They may be unrelatable for some people, but they are definitely relatable for many. So I approach these things very open-mindedly. And let me tell you, first of all, the session was incredibly relaxing. And not just like because I was listening to Danielle's soothing voice chant soothing sounds, but because I physically felt the vibrations and I felt them going through my body and almost clearing channels. And I know there's there's studies on chakras and, and flow within your body. I, I haven't studied that. I'm not an expert in it, but I can tell you this. The feelings that I was having were, were physically relaxing and physically um, healing. I, I can't come up with a better word. And by the end of the session, I felt great. I had the, the tingling throughout my body, the, the, the refreshed feeling I had after the session was really physically noticeable. Now, I don't know that it lasted for more than a day or two, but I loved it, and I would do it again. And um, in fact, I, I actually already emailed Danielle about doing additional sessions. Um, it's not something I would do every week or even every month but it's kind of like a massage you know i don't go for massages every week but i love a good massage and um this is i I view like that a treat like a treatment a treat something i would do on occasion when i wanted to feel good and totally totally in that realm others might do it more regularly let's face it there are people who have massages or things of that nature or facials like every week or every two weeks fine but i would totally do this again and again so anyway that's the wrap up on the meet mediocrity podcast season five episode 10 which by the way is the 95th episode of the meet mediocrity podcast um Please continue to support the Meet Mediocrity Podcast by obviously listening to episodes, sharing with your friends, following us on Instagram and Facebook, sharing comments with us, and just continuing to let me know what you like, what you don't like, who you'd like to hear, and and what you'd like to learn more about. And so with that, I will wrap up with my traditional continue to be safe, be happy, keep smiling, and be well. And with that, have a good day, everyone.